Welcome to Social Worker Wine Time. You bring the cheese. We have the wine. We're here to share with you shit they don't tell you in social work school, stories about being helpers. When it comes to medical social work, we have seen and heard it all. During our episodes, we want to share some stories, laugh about them, talk to other helping professionals about their stories, and then laugh about those too. We're going to make light of all the humorous happenings and bizarre encounters in our day-to-day life. We are also working moms and wives, and we'll probably share some of our funny parenting and marriage stories that occur in our lives as well. Our purpose is to use humor to encourage those in the helping professions and working moms and wives. Welcome back to Social Worker Wine Time. This is episode nine. Today we have going to bring you some really interesting topics, including bed bugs, cat urine, missing clothes, and some private investigator stories. In case you're a first time listener, my name's Meredith. And I'm Christina. And this is Tom. And we are the co-hosts and a cute assistant or loud assistant, Thomas, um, of Social Worker Wine Time podcast. We are very excited that you're here and that you're listening. And if you haven't listened to some of our previous episodes, we encourage you to check back. There's some really funny ones. So we think you would enjoy them. Yes, without a doubt, you will enjoy us. I mean, we find ourselves funny. So we just assume (laughs) everybody else thinks we're funny. We like to laugh at ourselves most of the time. And I think a lot of times, like, even though we've shared the story with each other before, we still find it absolutely hilarious. There's still shock value, even after, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when your coworker poops their pants, I mean, you know, it's not something that gets easier, I don't think. I mean... When you hit the poop story, it just goes downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Potty humor. Potty humor never gets old, right? Never, never gets old. Speaking of potty humor, remind me what this cat urine thing was. Oh my gosh. I will not. Okay. So you know how you always have that one, that one patient you will always forever and ever remember. Oh yeah. So I cannot for the life of me remember her name I just remember calling her cat lady she graced her presence several times um she did not live far from the hospital um she did have a home and she had a loving husband um who truly truly supported her and I props to them right yeah so you know he would bring her clothes And one day he brought her clothes and I just so happened to be the lucky one that grabbed the bag and I'm walking off and I'm like, God, I know there's smokers, but this is not just smoke smell. Uh oh, (laughs) This can't be. So I thought to myself, you know, the therapy has a washer and a dryer. Maybe we'll wash the clothes, right? So I put it in the, I put it in the closet, let it be. 
I told the therapist, hey, you know, part of her therapy, she's going to be going home soon. Let's make a big deal out of this and wash her clothes because her roommate's not going to like this smell if she gets one. So I go in and I'm talking to her and I'm like, I'm going to vomit. It was terrible. Oh, no. So apparently she takes on as the cat lady who feeds the cats of all of the county that she lives in probably. So she, I, she said she had cats and I said, well, how many? And she goes, well, only two of them are mine. She goes, I probably have a total of a hundred that I feed. And I said, Oh, she said, yeah, I opened the back door to her area, which come to find out is where her laundry was. And they come in and get food or whatever. And they go about their business. Right. Well, apparently cats would pee everywhere. They were peeing on her clothes. They must have peed in, on the clothes that he brought and him not know because he thinks it's cigarette smell, but it's cigarette slash cat urine. So, um, oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. So it, let's back up. Do you remember the lady from the movie Home Alone? Yes. With the birds? Yes. This is like that, but she's with cats. Cats. Right? Because I feel like those birds were pooping all over that lady. Oh, yeah. This is straight up. Like, cigarette, you know, I'm not a smoker. And I know people who do smoke and they don't know, they don't notice it because they're just used to it, right? So right. if you go into a smoker's home, you're like, it takes you back because you're like, oh, gosh, you know, nothing against smokers. By all means, do your thing, right? But you put cat piss on top of that and it is horrendous they had to wash the clothes twice oh easily because urine is just not a natural smell and and I don't know I mean god bless him because I don't know if he just didn't smell it maybe he didn't have a sense of smell maybe the cigarette smoke was so like masked it that much I don't know but like even she they both smelt like it it's like you could never get the smell away never in my life like garlic yes oh my gosh yeah no i have not had any run-ins with um cat urine like that thank god well um i don't know why but the mulch we have in our front when it gets like wet and dewy in the morning mm-hmm. it kind of smells like cat urine and i have i like have a little ptsd when i walk Oh my God. That's awesome. But I like, I warned everybody. I'm like, look, you guys, this is terrible. And I'm not like, I can, I have a good sense of smell. So like, even if you couldn't smell much, you're going to have a hard time having a roommate in that room. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Because he would, he would take the clothes out regularly. Like Ugh. we would say, you know, bring clothes two or three days because she was, you know, getting, tre- you know, rehab and, um, you know, she was going to do whatever. And I think she was there two, three weeks. Oh my gosh. Each time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's no way I couldn't do it. No. Oh, but you know, at that point, like your eyes burn from the like ammonia smell too. Yeah. Now yeah. the cats, I'm assuming, I mean, are they like dogs? Cause I've never had a cat. I'm not cat people, but are they like dogs where like they, they, they pee to mark their territory or to stake their claim? I don't, 
I don't know. I mean, if half of these cats, like, <laughs> well, if she's got like a hundred cats and only two of them are hers, so what's that make 90, 98 other cats that like are so used to being in the wild, they probably just pee anywhere. Yeah. So it might not even be her cats that are doing this. But can you imagine what the house smells like? Like this. I, mm. Mm-mm. No way. No. Okay. Ugh. The things they don't tell you in social work school that you will have to, you will learn what cat urine smells like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember, and it's funny because I remember when I was in my internship and this, um, one of the girls was doing home health care as her um, field instruction or whatnot. Yeah. And um, she, <laughs> she said that she learned like week three that if you go to do home health, you sit on wood. You never sit on a soft couch. She said, I walked out with wet pants. I don't know if it was adult or animal urine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something, something peed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, no home care for me. <laughs> you know, the other secret, I don't know that we've mentioned this, but you can stop me if I have before. The other secret I learned on my third day as an intern that if, if something smells really bad, do we talk about this one as a, I don't remember that. Mm-mm. Um, if something smells really bad, the best thing to do is wear, um, chapstick brand chapstick, the cherry flavor. It's very potent, very strong flavor. And you put that like literally under your nose, like you would VIX like under there. Mm. And then when you go into a room, it kind of cushions the, um, the odor and so my third day we learned this because we had uh, met a recluse who had stayed home for years and had skin cancer on his arm and never got it treated so his skin just got eaten away and then he had maggots in the um arm and so if you don't work in the healthcare field and you're listening they actually leave the maggots in until they get you into surgery to clean it out because maggots eat dead flesh and bacteria and whatever so they actually kind of keep it clean for you so they had to leave the maggots in even when I went to go interview him because he was in the ER and he wasn't in surgery or anything yet and so yeah yeah that was Mm. so yeah the rotting flesh smell cherry chapstick you know what another smell that you can't get past is burnt burnt skin Mm. when I worked in the primary care doctor's office they used to um, remove skin tags for some of the patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a small smell, but I've been around people who have had burns. It's terrible. The smell of burned skin is gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel terrible for those people because they like literally hurt. They feel everything. And you have to live with that, right? Like, so there right. they are trying to recover, trying to just heal and get better and feel better and feel healthier. Right. And then you have, you know, as a person, you're having to deal with, you know, adjusting to that. You can't get away from yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh. I remember somebody put, um, here's another life hack. I've never done the chapstick. Now I have put, um, like, um, essential oils I don't know if it was like truly essential oils but I have put a um like an oil and a mask oh and it was not something that was like overpowering it was like a lavender smell so it was like a calming it wasn't so like yeah in your face 
That's a good um, idea. I was thinking like the oil rollers, but yes, in the, but now we all wear masks. So yeah. that's on like on a cotton ball or something inside the mask even, or yeah, just dab it on there. Yeah, that's, that's another good, see, cherry chapstick was the old school. That's because we've been around for 15 years now. So <laughs> 2021, 2021, 2021 is now essential oils. Essential oils, yeah. I mean, good point, but I should have thought of that one. Hey, it's okay. You learn new tricks every day. Yeah, see? We're can, learning with our listeners. You can teach an old social worker new tricks. Mm -hmm. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're... Well, there are that. some things that we do struggle with. Sometimes technology, but that's, oh that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a, a technology guru. Well, you know what, though? They have not come up with a new way of dealing with is bed bugs. Ugh. We have dealt with bed bugs the same way for how many years? Oh my I, gosh. Oh my God. Uh oh. It, it's been horrible. And they like, you could, you know that it's coming when you walk up to the room and there's the box of booties outside and the head thing, right? See, I'm not crazy. Like you walk up and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yes. When I was pregnant, we had life, but yes, yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, see, and I, so now we've, we've had lice from daycare. Um, Audrey had lice. So um, we've done that. And I'm not scared of the lice anymore. When I go in somebody's room, I know it sounds crazy, but like my head was up in her head and I did not get them from her. And, but I, I use, I guess, enough hair product or they don't like my hair. I don't know, whatever it is. Like I did not get them from her. So I, they, lice gross me out less now that I've lived through it and survived and come out the other side. The bed bugs. That's a whole different ballgame. Oh, no. I so <laughs> there was um well you know where the unit used to be that I worked on. And there was a corridor that they had closed off. I guess it used to be another floor, but it was empty for years. Yeah. Um and uh like I these ghosted rooms <laughs> yes and it was so spooky and so quiet when you'd walk down the hall because it was like a long hallway it was like that um what is the movie where the little girl stands at the end of the hall not the ring or yeah i don't the shining the shining and yeah like at the hall yeah that's how i felt like when somebody was coming around the corner <laughs> and you were like oh my god they're getting closer but anyhow um they moved the ER to that unit. Do you remember that? Yes. Was oh, that because of bed bugs? Yes. So apparently, and I don't know, nurses, if you're listening, you can, you know, chime in and send us a message if I'm saying this incorrectly. But apparently there was a man that came in. He was an overly, he was an obese man. And <laughs> I guess he coded. Mm. And apparently when you code, I don't know how true this is. Once again, this is my disclaimer that the nurses and everybody obviously jump on him to do CPR and mm. whatnot. And apparently when he expired, all these bugs just like crawled off of him. Now, this is what I was told. Now, I remember here this story. I am, like, I... I hear all this noise in the back hallway and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, there's never noise back there. And I used to have to go back there. One, the bathroom was right there. And two, the, um, which nobody used that bathroom, but our unit, 
and two, our um, part of our department was back there. So I had to go in and check with them every day. So I come around the corner and here I am and I see like the unit full. And I'm like, what the hell? And then the charge <laughs> nurse tells me and I'm thinking, and now here's where my head goes. You, this, so this is the ED and now I have to use the bathroom. So one thing that disturbed me is now I have to use the bathroom that same patients are using, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have my own bathroom anymore. My private bathroom is gone. So that kind of bothered me, but that was like besides the point. But I'm thinking to myself, you had to close the ED because you had to come in and get rid of the bed bugs that was in this particular room and possibly the adjacent rooms, right? Mm -hmm. You brought the freaking equipment from that ER. Mm -hmm. They could have rode their ass all the way down. Just thinking about it makes my skin crawl. I And it was like at the beginning of my shift and I was like, oh my God, every time like a hair would brush against my arm. Oh yeah, like, for like two days. Oh, oh yeah. I remember walking in the house and I like literally stripped down and threw my clothes right in the washing machine. I'm like, this is so gross. Oh yeah. But everybody was like, what is wrong? And I'm like, bugs travel. Like you're bringing the ED down here. You don't think a bug like hung out on this code card. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. So, so here's what I think. And I, I too am not the expert, but we've, we've had our share of bed bug scares I think that they can only travel on like like fabric or cushions or whatever so I feel like if they wipe the IV poles down and stuff like I think it would be okay yes um, I mean I survived so yeah right I mean none of us got bed bugs because do you remember they used to have to heat the room to like 200 and something degrees yeah um, and then they used to have to run that hose like up the nearest stairwell and spend like what eight hours heating the room or something. Oh my gosh! And, and I feel like it happened like every week. Oh well, there was that one patient. Do you not? That was the one upstairs. Maybe you never had them downstairs, but there was a. So that was my our bed bug story. Really, was that this um, patient consistently came in with bed bugs and she had them at her house and then she would just go home and the next time she admitted you know she'd have them again mm -hmm. and so nobody nobody could you know we could we figured out like finally oh well you must have them at your house she was like oh, I you know thought she got them somewhere else but she was using and so she didn't really even notice right because you know your sense of feeling I'm assuming is less when you're under the influence and so she didn't notice didn't care whatever the case might be and so they finally had to go pay to have her house you know bed bug de-bed bugged or whatever you call it like treated for the bed bugs because it was costing the hospital what was it like six thousand dollars a pop right money. it was insane because every time they had to do it mm-hmm and I feel like there was at one point, like it was happening like every week, like something was yes. going on. And I don't, and it wasn't like in the hot, like the heat of the summer or anything. No. It was like an odd time. And I don't remember, and we're going to, um, we'll be sharing the picture on our Instagram. When I came into work one day in the parking lot directly, so there was like, like duplexes near the hospital you could like throw a rock at them where my building was 
and it was a, a couch on its back and they sprayed bugs on the bottom of the couch. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, can those bitches travel to my car? As I'm I would by? not have believed you if you hadn't sent me that picture. Like that's how insane that shit was. So when I thought, I thought I was losing my mind. Like yes. I actually drove by and I was like, it did not just say that. So I went back. back and took the picture because I'm like, nobody is going to freaking believe me if I go to work and say this. So I just, I think we were having like a team meeting or something or like our interdisciplinary rounds or whatever. And the physician that works there was like, he looked at me and he goes, cause he knew I didn't live in the area. And he goes, did you see the couch? And I was like, yes. He goes, I thought I was going crazy. And I was like, yeah, I drove by twice because I didn't believe it. And he said, yeah, he goes, I'm not going that big, that I'm not going up that road when I leave. He goes, I'm going a different direction. He goes, that shit can travel. <laughs> see, see, even he agreed with you. I was just like, I am not. So um, stay tuned. You'll see the video or the picture rather. Of oh, man. Yeah, that. Yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah, and and just the yeah the heebie-jeebies that you get all day. And so we had when I worked in a different part of um, the medical field that wasn't inpatient hospital, it was just offices. And so there was residential and there was offices and you know a little bit each. And people would come down to your office and stuff. And so I had a patient who came down with bites everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I had never, I have to say the patients in the hospital that we had seen with bed bugs, I don't know if they were covered up by their gown. I don't know what, but this was the first time I had really seen like the bites up close. And I, you know, she's sitting there scratching the whole time. Look, I'm getting itchy now. I'm scratching my head. I know. I can't, I'm like, oh my gosh. So, my so anyway, she, so I said, you know, what's going on? And then she said, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I've just been itching. And so I discovered that she had bed bugs, like she didn't even know. And so then, you know, I had to certainly help her find a place to have, you know, her house treated and who to call and what to do and, and everything. And she, then I called like our people, you know, for our bug thing. And the guy was came in and just sprayed some stuff on my couch in my office and I said, well, what do you mean? You're just going to spray some stuff. Like, don't you have to heat the room to 200 something degrees? Don't I have to move out? And the, well, apparently it's bad for productivity if you move out and heat the room to two something degrees. So I did not get to do that. So I just had some chemical bug spray. And luckily I had a really great boss who let me work outside for some of the day. <laughs> but like, I, I just yeah. couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, just, oh, just put some spray. I'm like, that's not going to work. Because, like, to me, I don't know. Like, even talking about bed bugs and lice and all that, it just, I get itchy just thinking about it. I'm itchy like, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, ugh. Mm-hmm. And when I read, you know, now I'm not impatient. And I will say, there are times that I miss being impatient, especially when I read some of these notes and I'm just like, I wish this social worker would have done more, or I wish this social worker would have documented something, you know? Um, so like, I, 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 I miss that stuff, but like when I hear of bed bugs or, you know, uh, no, I'm so glad I'm not impatient. <laughs> it's like, 
Like I, and I can't even imagine having to go through like COVID dealing with like bed bugs and lice, because I'll tell you, are you, we had a hard time with the lice and it wasn't mm. even like our patients. We, um, I, I don't know if it was like a facility or it was like, I don't know, but we had like three or four people with life. But the problem was, I think how they were getting it is one person had it and we had no idea. Mm. And then when they would go down to the gym or do activity. Right. They'd be near each other. They would be near each other. And I think that's how it got through. So we weren't taking new patients. And I was just like, oh my Ugh. God, I was going to get my hair done. And I was like, hey, I need you to check my head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm putting a, I'm putting a cap on, you know, I'm spraying. I, I was, I don't use hair products except shampoo and conditioner. Right. So I was making sure that I was putting like hairspray and mousse mm-hmm. or whatever in my hair. Cause I knew that they couldn't attach to it. Right. Dirty hairs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm. I mean, I guess maybe this is a good time to like, you know, not wash my hair for a week. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I don't miss. Yeah, Mm-mm. missing clothes. I feel like we were always the keeper of the clothes. You mentioned the clothes that were brought in that smelled like cat urine, but you know, I feel like somehow people would always end up naked. Yeah, I couldn't understand that. Now, I never ended up with. Um, well, I did have one patient, and we brought in clothes for her, but she was a sweet little lady that was completely displaced. Um, it was like, it wasn't, it should have been, but it was never picked up by DCS. And we ended up bringing clothes in for her. And I, I, and she was one of my hard placements. I finally found a place for her. And every time I saw the same, that last name, I'm like, what's her first name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause she was just so sweet and she was demented and you know, that kind of thing. But I can't tell you how many times I went searching for shoes upstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, all of my belongings, what room were you in? And then you'd tell me the room. So then I'd call up, I'd call you guys and be like, yeah. hey, so and so came Is there down a bag of shoes. shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need yeah. shoes. I don't have anybody to get shoes. Right. And I just don't know how that stuff like up and leaves, right? Like that's the other right. thing that always got me. Like, how does that just disappear? Yes. Yeah. Shoe chase, shoe hunts. I don't. I, what I don't understand is I know people come in through the emergency room, right? And they are told they have to put on a hospital gown. Okay, not a problem. So you're going to come in with whatever you're wearing. I am 99.9% sure not everybody comes in butt-ass naked to the emergency room. I mean, some may come in a towel because it was a tuck and roll type of situation. Or like a door. Yeah, but <laughs> shit on the pot or shit or get off the pot situation. Yeah. Right, right. But like, you know, I mean, they're coming in with clothes. I get you go off to have testing done, but like put it, put it in a bag, put a, an extra, print an extra bracelet, right. wrap it around the, the um, handles of the bag. So it's closed and nothing can fall out. Yeah. And that's, that's what we've done. Like if I ever came across something you know, that belonged to them. That's what I would do. I would make sure it was labeled. I would make sure it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also worked in a nursing home though. So I've seen, like you said, like the other side of, you know, what happens when you really do lose clothes. Well, and you know what I did in the past, like I would do sometimes, like if people were going like 
I know not all hospitals have the plastic bags where it says my belongings and it has the plastic like nice clip thing. Some of them are just drawstrings or whatever. Yeah. But I actually would go to the point where I would put a um, like a chart label on the bag. And if it was just a few items, I would fold it down like as if it was <laughs> like meat I was putting in the freezer and then put the label over the end. So exactly. it wouldn't open. And it's like, I understand you're busy, but come on. Like this is- It takes 30 I, seconds, difficult. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not an like, extended period of time to do that. I mean, you have CMAs or PCTs or whatever they call them these days in the EDs, they can do it. Yeah. You know, I get it if the nurse can't do it, but I mean, come on. Well, but at that point, you, you give the stuff to a family member. Usually people come in with right. family and say, hey, put right. this stuff together so we don't, you know, it doesn't get lost or whatever. Yeah. What about the times where they um, they come in from the emergency room? You know, they're older people or whatever, so they bring their wallet. And it's like they never went to a bank. And they have like hundreds and hundreds of dollars in their wallet. And I I'm like, hate that shit. Like their why? check, they just cash their check. Why are you bringing, like, I mean, I get it, but it's like they, or they put every piece of jewelry on before they leave. Like, I'm, this is how I'm going out. I'm wearing all my rings and all my jewelry. <laughs> like, it's the ER. It's, it's not yeah. the, you know, prom. <laughs> right, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to have anybody to uh, find love or marriage here in the ER. Right, and then Especially you got this town, right? You got to call security. Security's got to come down. You got to sign all these forms. Mm -hmm. oh, and that's the worst. Yeah. Because they How never want to come on time. And yeah. Yep. How many times did you have to go on a hearing aid or a cell phone? Oh my gosh. Hearing aids all the time when I worked at the nursing home. Those things would like disappear on trays or in the laundry. Oh my God. It's or dentures. Oh, you put, I get it. If you're eating something that you really can't, you know, chew really well with your dentures. Cause with age, your jaws change. My father-in-law had a very difficult time. Like he, he loved steak, but he could never eat it. So we always ate macaroni because he could chew it easy. Right. Mm -hmm. But why would you put your dentures on your dinner tray? Everybody does that. And I don't know what it is, right? You put them down on the tray. I'm not sure where that comes from, I guess. And I don't know if it's like, just because I have the sense that people put stuff on your tray that like, I would always look like, Hey, here's your cell phone or whatever, you know, or you leave your cell phone in the bed and then laundry comes through and takes the laundry, you know, it goes out with the laundry or whatever. Right. Yeah, and so you would think, like, let me check all of it. They, everyone's just in such a hurry, I think. I don't know. Yeah. yeah like I've hunted down so many dentures, so many hearing aids. I've gone through the laundry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But it is a little bit easier than finding people. Yeah, this is true. Finding people is a little rough. Clothes, dentures, ooh, excuse me, hearing aids. It, you know, it's a tough gig, but usually you can get it done. It's, it's somewhere in the building if they haven't taken out the trash or the dirty linen yet right? right oh I had to call you're right I had to call the linen company that launders mm -hmm. our linens because someone's phone got taken in the sheets yep yep yeah and that was tough yes and we had to um 
we had we had to do a huge form because people like it was like for like three people in like a month lost either hearing aids teeth or a cell phone and we're like mm-hmm. we are not responsible for these items like you we get you bring them in because this is obviously you need your teeth to eat obviously you need your hearing aids to hear but we are not responsible for this stuff right if you're confused or demented like we can't force grandma to save her dentures and not wrap them up in a towel and drop them in the trash either i mean right because that's what they do they <laughs> like they don't put them in the denture kit they put it in a napkin and lay it on the tray mm-hmm. some of them just don't put it on the napkin but <laughs> well at least then you can see it I, I almost rather them not put it on the napkin right like right right no i agree i agree Oh, but yeah, so it's definitely easier to find a pair of dentures than um, a family member, though. We've we've done some amazing private investigations, and I know we've talked about a few already. Like, I think I talked about my John Doe, right, who I had to go search the parking lot, mm-hmm. and we found his truck with all the alcohol in it. Yeah. That was a good one, but we've had some other, I mean, really, we. I feel like I spend more time private investigating than I do doing my actual job. Yeah, no. And you know what I've done too? And this may, this may be a good or a bad thing. I do all my Googling on my work computer. (laughs) I don't do it on my personal phone because I don't want to trace things back. Right. (laughs) But I, I look up everything on some of these patients because I'm like, there's no way, no way. You're not telling me the truth. You would be surprised, right? Like how much you can find out about Google. You know, about them just from Googling them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I should have like another degree in like just investigations. And PhD I of, of, of Google. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Google PhD. Yeah. I get told, and here's the thing, like even my girlfriends, my closest girlfriends, they tell me the name of a boyfriend that they're going out with or whatever. I've already got that down. I'm like, so this is the truth. <laughs> so I saw his ex-girlfriend's mother, baby mama's sister, and she did this and she said that. <laughs> it's like, I've already stalked the Facebook, Instagram, and it amazes me how many people, like I keep my, my stuff locked mm-hmm. to the point where like, I mean, I like to make comments on certain political things and things like that. And I don't want people to, cause people get nasty when you start. Oh yeah. They'll go in and they'll attack your photo. They'll attack what you do for a living. So I have it all unlocked so nobody can figure out what my life is about. There are so many people out there that put so much out. It's so easy to like find the truth. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I mean, even <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I probably investigated on a weekly basis, three or four people. I, along with investigating, calling welfare checks. Oh, right. Just trying to figure. And yeah. And now we're not talking like illegal, obviously. Let's just put a disclaimer. We're not talking like illegal searches that didn't need to be um, looked into, like legitimate, like we couldn't figure out where they came from, where they lived, who they had at home. Did they have a wife at home? Did they have somebody else taking care of the dogs? Did they, I mean, there's always something that 
someone's like, oh, you've got to fix this for us. And I'm looking at them like, do I really though? Like, is it really my problem? Like they were doing this before. Like, how am I supposed to be the problem solver now? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if Aunt Jean is legit. So then now I'm like, okay, now I have to find Aunt Jean. Right. Is so and so, is this really her husband? They have a different last name. Maybe they're not really married. And then you're like, oh my God, I have to find a marriage certificate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one patient that, um, he had gone acute a couple of times on us and um, he was very, very sick and I couldn't reach his wife. Like I started like calling other facilities in the area. I even like, I know they're not going to tell me information at another hospital, but that right. was before we had like access to like, I use patient paying. And if they're on that, I can find that information out if they're at a different hospital, if they utilize the system. Right. But before I would call local hospitals and I'm like, Hey, I have a patient and he's saying his wife is in a hospital. I don't, well, we don't know where he's not in one of mine. Um, you know, like, can you help a sister out? And a lot of them wouldn't even tell you. So you had to like truly dig mm -hmm. to yeah. get that information. Oh yeah. And I, like you said, I get it. And, but I feel like in the interest of someone's life, you know, sometimes you can share like, Hey, they're here and I'll give them your number. Right. Like, but I can't, right. but yeah. I think it really depends on who answers the phone. Like right now I will call certain facilities and I will like say who I am, who I'm calling from, you know, I use my work phone. So it comes up with my, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my desk phone, you know, if they don't believe me, they can call me back at it or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes they don't want to even tell you that. And I, and I get it. I, you know, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm legit. Look at my, look at my caller ID. <laughs> so I had a confused little lady who had paperwork that named somebody as her POA and she was not completely confused, right? You know, able to have conversation. And I kept asking her who, I don't know, let's just use his name as Anthony. I think, I don't even know if that was the name, but so I kept saying, who's Anthony? He's listed as your POA, but you don't have any emergency contacts and so many people make a POA with no phone number on it. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get a hold of them? It just says like, in the event that I'm unable to make decisions, blah, 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 this POA allows so-and-so to make medical and financial and whatever. Right. So, so I'm like, well, I have to Google Anthony now. Right. Cause I'm trying to find him. And so this one time I'm Googling Anthony and she did not want me to call him, but she was too confused to make her own decisions. And he's listed on her paperwork and we're looking and I'm looking and all of a sudden like it comes up as like a business and it was like Anthony Smith financial advisor and I was like there's no way you don't think that this could be the person on her thing and I was like oh maybe it's her nephew and that's just what he does for a living or something and I was mm -hmm. like oh it must be family let me call and and let him know and figure out what's going on so I call and Anthony answers and he says, you know, that he's Anthony. All right. But he's literally her financial advisor. That's what he does for a living. He's like her, you know, whatever stock person that does, deals with all her stuff. And so he's like, I don't, I can't make medical decisions for, her. you know, like that's like a conflict of interest, which I completely agreed. And, and I, but it took me like, I took us probably two hours cause I had to leave him a message you know, find him wondering if he's even the right guy, but it was the only guy with like the same area code. And he had this business car, you know, business website and everything. It was crazy. So yeah, the guy on her POA turned out to be her 
financial advisor and she never told him that she was making him her POA. And then he couldn't do it after all that because he couldn't serve because it was a conflict. But yeah, that took like hours of Google right there that we'll never get back, right? Like, yeah. And and that's the, that's like the hardest part because, you know, some some people make decisions too late, mm-hmm. you know, or they make the decision and like, I don't ever think like, oh, should I bring my POA paperwork to the hospital? Right. It's not I something near. Yeah. So if I'm not thinking about it, then a 90 year old woman that's fallen and broken her hip is not thinking about it either. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I know there were many a times where I'm just like, or, Ooh, you have to do investigating. Here's a tip. When the, like the face sheet, I'm assuming everybody uses that terminology. They just have the person's first name, no last name, and the number is wrong. So all you have is the first name. So now you got to dig through months of charting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to find John, who comes come to find out his name's really not John. It's probably like I don't know, just like a, a longer version. You know, John was like his nickname, right? And he, and he really like goes Paul. by Jack or Paul or something, right? right? Yeah, right. And then now you're like, are you kidding me? This whole time you you've been on four floors and nobody has needed to call this person <laughs> never never come on now, now you're Christina. here and now I need to talk to somebody and I don't know who John is John is Paul. <laughs> right John is really Paul oh yeah I've, oh yeah so get this one I got this one last week so we get a guy who at the moment is alert and oriented but we absolutely know that he's not going to do well because of his medical issues and they literally are telling him you're about to get intubated within the next 24 hours who do you want us to call? Well, I don't want you to call anybody. Well, I, okay. But once you do become unconscious, we're going to call somebody. Who do you want us to call? So according to the chart, he had a daughter. And we said, well, do you want us to call your daughter? No. Okay, fine. Well, you're not married, right? No. Well, she's going to be your next of kin. He's like, I know, but I don't want you to call her. Okay. Well, would you like to make an advanced directive? No. Okay. So who do you want us to call? So we played this game for like two and a half hours. And I think it was kind of pushing it a little too much, but you know, who am I at that point? I was just joined in on the fun just because it wasn't my circus that I started. So he said, he says, well, I have a mom too. Okay. So you want us to call your mom? No. Okay. Well, I want to leave. I want to go back to Ohio. Well, why do you want to go back to Ohio? Because that's where my fiance is. Well, if you leave here right now and try to go to Ohio, you're going to die before you get there. So you still want to leave? No. Okay. So then someone calls to check on him and it's a local person. It's the local number. Okay. So we thought you said your girlfriend was in Ohio and he's like, or your fiance was in Ohio. And he's like, well, yeah. And so we asked lady on the phone, well, who are you to, you know, whatever John here. And she said, Oh, I'm his girlfriend. Wait. Hold on. So he's got a daughter, a fiance in Ohio, and a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Okay. A daughter, a mother, local? a fiance in Ohio, and a local girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So imagine that. Imagine if they run into each other when he gets, you know, intubated and can't talk. And... Well, it's not like that hasn't happened. 
anymore. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be our first Jerry Springer family reunion, right? Oh, I told you. Yes, remember the one? Oh, you guys have to listen to that. What episode was it? Maybe was it the family it was tree? Like two episodes ago? Was it family tree? Maybe. You know the one I'm talking about yeah. with the mom and the daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was family trees, which was episode. Let's see. This is episode nine. Maybe it was right? seven. Yeah. So I think it was seven, seven or six. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Because it wasn't six. Six, we had a guest. So, yes. Right. So here's the problem, right? We love this and we enjoy doing this and we plan these episodes out and we try to not double up on the same thing that we've talked about before because some of these stories like that one are just too good to not mention again. But we also are busy and we work and we have lives and so we forget just like normal humans. So I'm sorry we're not the most organized um, podcast indexing ever, but Maybe we'll start putting some hashtags on the stories and so we know which ones we told and what episodes too. But you will remember the patient that when on his readmission, you'll remember what room he was in and what his diagnosis was before you even open a chart. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You just have to show me the name and I can tell you what room number they were in and which way their window faced. Oh, yeah. Did I? So when we bought our house, we were coming in to look at it. Um, this actually has patient relations to it. But um, when we bought our house, we came to do the, like, I don't know if it was, it must have been the final walkthrough or um, something like that. Well, anyhow, um, each wife of the houses next to us are out front talking, kind of in front of our front yard. And um, buying on these. And they were just, they were just chatting and um, we get out and we were waiting for our realtor and I'm like, God, that one looks really familiar. So we go in the walkthrough and um, we come out and they're still talking. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like the neighbors are going to be talkative, whatnot. You know, we're not used to that. So it's nice to see neighbors. Um, And all of a sudden I go, I go over and I introduce myself. And Uh-oh. I'm looking at the one and I'm like, God, she looks so freaking familiar. Mm-hmm. So I just randomly say, like, do you, do you work in healthcare? Because you look very familiar. She goes, you know what? She's like, you look really familiar too. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh-oh. Now, now, like, we've committed. Right. Now, now you know, you know each other. Right. So come to find out. Her father was on my unit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, no. So, and, I, and I distinctly remember her. I remember the whole... And you know you only remember people for two reasons, right? Right. And I remember the room he was in. I remember everything mm-hmm. about this man. Oh, yeah. And, and because it was either really good and he was your favorite patient and she was your favorite family right. member or because they were the worst. Well, he was very good, but there was a lot of dynamics. Mm-hmm. So now whenever there is like a social worker issue or a concern, she's texting me. <laughs> <laughs> so we always have this rule. We don't say what we do for a living because... Right. The name will utilize that. Like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Computers. So we never say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't disclose social workers. Exactly. I don't care. (laughs) 
Yes. And so that same thing happened to us. And I don't, I think this was just a freak accident. And in fact, I'm very glad the lady came to our house because I do feel like, like Barb and I were the best, um, equipped to hand to help her, but she was like across the street diagonal neighbor. And she lived there with her son and her daughter-in-law and her daughter-in-law was out of town and her son was late from work and she has dementia. And so it was like five thirty, six o'clock and she was starting to sundown and she was worried about why he hadn't called and what was going on. And so she kind of wandered over to our house almost saying that she needed somebody to check on him, but she couldn't remember his number to call. It was so sad. And I was like, you know what? I'm so glad you came here and you didn't go somewhere else, honestly, because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody else would have either A, had the tools to help her or B, cared enough. They would have been like, I'll just go home, you know, right. and we'll call the police or something. And so right. luckily for her, I guess, right. She lived next to the social worker and the other kind of social workers there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she did land on the right house. Right, I mean, you couldn't have, yeah. We can give you CPR or we can help you find your son. Either way, we'll get you. Well, they're screwed because I I don't, I never got certified for CPR. I know that I'm supposed to sing the Staying Alive song, but that's about the extent of it. Yep, yep. I just recertified mine, actually. Although I'm literally the last person on earth that you want doing CPR on you. Like, probably you singing staying alive would do a better job than me because I I ask too many questions like I'm like is this the right place should I move it up a finger do you go down is that too far yeah yeah well it's funny so um (laughs) in regards to my neighbor who knows that I'm a social worker one day I was in the shower I don't know if I told you this and I don't know if I shared it with our podcast or not I was in the shower and I hear a little boy screaming, right? And you know, moms know their kids' voice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? Like it was loud, right? So like I quickly grab my towel, I leave the shower on, and I'm yelling, Rex, Rex, what are you? Where are you? Like paranoid looking for him. Just right? have to right, because you get those those I like, get you hallucinate where you think you heard your kid. Yeah. Yep. So mom's <laughs> like He's in the house. And I was like, well, who the hell is screaming? Like, somebody is murdering a child. Like, I had concern, right? Yeah. Really so, my neighbor, <laughs> who is my ex-patient's daughter, texts me. Now, here I am dripping wet with a towel. And she's not like... Not clean yet, either. Not clean. And she's like, do you hear what's going on? And I said, yeah. I, I, I said, you know, I... I don't know who it is because we have crazy neighbors that go off the handle at like three 30 on the other side of our house. Mm. And we live far back. Like there's not a lot of like, you know, yeah. craziness. Right. So she says to me, well, my daughter was looking through the bushes. Now her daughter's a school teacher. Hence school teacher mandated reporter. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So her daughter is looking through the bushes and sees that the child who probably is a year older than Rex, I would say around that, they're they're not too far apart in age. Okay. I think he has some kind of sensory deficit. Uh, they were blowing him with the blower. Now I don't know the whole. I didn't see it. Right. I can't report it. Can't report it. Didn't see it. Happen. I just hear the screaming of him saying, "Stop." 
Oh my god! But I wasn't about to go in the bushes with a tower on my, you know, body to like see what's happening, out. right? So I'm, I turn the water off and I'm like, well, crap, the shower is just not happening. So yep. now here I am standing in a bathtub trying to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do. Do what's going on? I was like, something's going on with the neighbors behind us. And I was like, neighbor texted me and said, you know, her daughter saw it. And he's like, well, she's a mandated reporter. I was like, exactly. But how am I supposed to say she's a mandated reporter? She can call the cops. Right. So right. Of course, they want you to do it because you're the social worker. They want worker. me to do it because I'm the social worker, right? right? So what does my son do? My son goes out mm. and starts yelling, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, get in the house. <laughs> Stop it. Get in the house. <laughs> I'm he calling the police, and if you're the one who asked if I was okay, then you know they're gonna, yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. And then here's my kid just yelling, you know, out of concern, because, right. you know, right, not, are right. you getting help? Are you okay? And then they mm. stopped. So I'm wondering if they were doing like some like yard work or something. And they were like blowing whatever. Like I don't think they were intentionally hurting him. Right, but he, anything. Like, he I was think, getting in the way, maybe trying to talk to them. Yeah, and, they, and yeah. So, like I don't think it was an because it's never happened yet. But I know that he's got some kind just because I've met him a couple of times on walks, and mm. I think he's got a sensory thing. So which doesn't help with you've got this loud ass blower, right? Right. Like why would you? Yeah, I, my dog has sensory things too. But yeah. She, yeah, hates the, like, she hates the blower. She hates the mop, the vacuum. Oh, yeah. I don't get the mop. I don't understand. Well, my mop is like one of those squirt ones, though. Oh, like a swiffer? Yes, right. And you hit the squirt, and it squirts out the liquid, and then it makes that noise kind of when it squirts it out. So maybe that's what she's deathly afraid of. I don't know. Well, we just bought a new mop. Oh. Milton used it the other day, and he cursed because he couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you are a master's degree and you can't figure out this mop. I was like, don't Look, hand it to me. You know what else? You know what else you need a master's degree for? What? The, tr the side tables in the inpatient units. Have you ever tried to like get one up and maneuver it so that patient could eat lunch or something or reach their hair thing? Or then you try to open it because inside there's a little drawer with a comb and a mirror. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a master's degree in table opening required. Oh my God, it's so true. I mean, what, first of all, a doctor never even tries. Sorry to insult my doctor friends, but they never try. They yeah. just they just walk away. They're like, oh, here, you do this. And then I'm like, well, the fuck? I don't, like, I, I, I'm not in the room 24 <laughs> seven. I didn't go to training on how to open this fucking table. And one thing's like push and then you push it and then one thing pulls and then... You gotta keep your foot on it so it doesn't roll away while you're trying to right <laughs> right and then like you pull it out on one side and like the lady's like that's not my stuff my my comb it was in the mirror this and i'm like i don't know there's just a big empty tray here there's nothing in it well you have to go on the other side i'm like i don't know where the other side is and you have to try to flip this table around and the feet are not straight and then it hits the foot of the bed and then you're knocking things over yeah oh and then they're like, and then they, and then you finally get them situated and they're like, I have to go to the bathroom. You're like, son of a bitch. Right, like I just spent 20 minutes fluffing and puffing your right, pillows. Like, and... I just got your table, hit that button, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the meantime, you can eat while your table's here. I'll never forget one time. Um, 
I, I will I will help people get blankets. I will help you get toothpaste. Oh, yeah. I will help you do all of the things. You need a potty, drink. You need a fork. That I, do. I, I don't. I don't potty them. Mm-hmm. No. No. That's not in my job title. And I had a tech actually say to my manager, she has no problem telling us when they have to go to the bathroom. We should get her trained on it. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, no. No. Then you should call them for everything then. You know, like, let me tell you what I'm not calling you for. Let me start calling you for everything that, you know, like the ice chips or the water or the blanket. Or... Or the, or the little simple things that you're sitting under the damn light while it's going off and binging. It is blinking over your damn head. And I'm the one that's walking in because you go, oh, are you going in there? Can you get that? Right. Right. And just Maybe because that's it, been blinking. <laughs> well, see, now our manager was, they're very good with us, at least, you know, on the other side, because the liability and stuff, and they're not really independent like they are when you're trying to rehab them. But we weren't allowed to touch, you know, like besides even feeding them was kind of off limits. I mean, I've done it, but you know, I've been like, well, I'll give you a bite or two and then I'll get somebody to, you know, feed you because, you know, technically if something happened, then we're responsible for, you know, if they choke or if they fall or if they get hurt or, you know, and, and have I ever pulled somebody up in the bed? Yes, but I'm sure it wasn't supposed to, you know, like, I was always very like, hey, if a nurse came in or a tech came in and they're like, they want to be, they need a boost. I had no problem. Oh yeah, I'll be the second person. I would be the second person, but I'll be damned if I'm walking somebody to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. It's just not in my job description. Oh, and another another thing when, um, for our people is you do not have to have a assessment when somebody's sitting on a bedside commode. like don't do it yeah it's not worth it just put unavailable just put unavailable check back later nothing is that pressing that you have to sit there and talk to somebody when their ass is on a toilet in the middle of the 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 room Mm -hmm. although they will insist oh yeah they'll say oh it's okay i'm like "Mm -mm, nope 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 no it's not okay it's gross i don't talk to my kid while they're pooping i'm not talking to you while you're pooping exactly or if they're on a bedpan. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Like there's times where they're like, oh, and, and I'm like, mm, nope, nope. We've, nope. we've had to do it a few times kind of on the fly because the person's like, well, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes and I can't, you know, and whatever. Right. And I'm waiting for them to take me back off and I'm like, right, whatever, you know, but yeah. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of uh, boundaries gotta have boundaries and you gotta give them some dignity like I don't care who you are it doesn't matter like I mean we treat people like they're the only person there like they're not you know but right, I will not so you can wait but right if, if if that's the only person that I'm taking care of that day then I can wait for you to go to the bathroom and come back yeah I got a floor of 30 people right I can come back <laughs> right exactly like I'm not yeah, please don't feel obligated to have a conversation with me while you're on the toilet. It's just not. Yeah. Oh, I had um, a good one the other day. I get excited when I get pulled into <laughs> patient patient cases. So I get, so I have um, one of the social workers that I work with, notorious, Friday the Ugh. 13th type call mm-hmm. at like 4 o'clock. 
Of course. Right. So um, there was a particular patient that had gone to a hospital, decided, they picked out where he was going to go. He went, <laughs> was there for X amount of hours, not even like full 24, and said, screw this, I'm leaving. And instead of signing himself out AMA, he called 911. <gasps> so they took him back. Well, actually, they didn't take him back to the original hospital. They took him back to a different one because the facility was closed. So Even they though called 911 from the room. Yep. Yep. Called 911 from the room. So imagine, like, the, the nursing staff was like, who are you here for? And they're like, so-and-so. And they're like, oh, well, we didn't call you. Yeah. Right. So the guy goes, he's at the second hospital, you know, which is technically a readmission. And... He signs himself out AMA mm. and goes home. Well, now he needs pain meds, antibiotics, and he has he does not drive. He's new to the area. Oh, no. Like no PCP, nothing. Oh man. So, <laughs> yes. So she's like, I don't know what to do with this because he needs his antibiotics. Otherwise, he's going to be a third readmit. Valid. So, yeah. well, what does he need? Because I can call one of the pharmacists and see if they can just call it in. You know, if it's something that, I guess they did give him scripts. He was, they, they gave him scripts because he obviously needed it. I know they try not to do that on AMAs, but they did give him scripts. Right. Yeah, sometimes you have to, right? Right. And so um, she goes, well, they're at the pharmacy, but this pharmacy doesn't have a delivery system. And I was like, okay, well, uh, let, me, let me see if we can get them transferred. So I called our pharmacist. And I was like, I don't know if you need to be involved with this or, if, you know, because sometimes. Right, what's the best way to transfer? What's the best way to do this? Should I just call or should he call and say transfer? <laughs> she says, well, he was going to call a cab but he can't get back into his place. And I was like, wait, what is, wait, what? He can't get back into his home? Like he doesn't have keys? She goes, no, he has keys. He just can't get physically get in. I was like, so he can get oh. out, but he can't get in. And I'm thinking, okay, so it's probably like, you know, joint issues, right? So I opened the chart. <laughs> the guy has, needs his antibiotics. He needs um, his painkiller, right? Well, he also is an, not an addict. I'm not going to call him an addict. But he has a drug dealer that brings him cocaine and marijuana every day. So I'm reading this chart. And I say to the social worker, well, he doesn't have, he already has somebody bringing him meds, like a delivery system. So why can't they just go to Publix? I mean, it's not their normal narcotics that they bring. But can't they help them out? I mean, mm. throw him an extra few bones for picking this up, right? Like, like it might. Right, you're wrong. obviously paying and affording for right to have to use your drug of choice, and if that's your choice right. and what you're doing with your money, that's fine. Who are we to say you can't do it? So yeah, go for it. But right then, you, if you have the means to figure out how to take care of that problem then you have the means and the wherewithal to figure out how to take care of this problem. 
And that's where, right, that's where as a social worker, I feel like I can't enable somebody to continue to do stupid things like that, right? And right. not take care of themselves and at least take your medication or get whatever you need. Right. And I, I mean, I get like, so like I've picked up narcotics for family members before and they just need my driver's license, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's certain ones that you don't physically have to pick up. Right. And that was the problem. Like he couldn't pick, he couldn't just have like a cab driver pick him up because you know, what cab driver is going to do that. Give your ID. Right. Right. And I was like, well, I guess your drug dealer is not going to want to give their ID either. Yeah, I guess not. Cause I was like, well, can you suggest his drug dealer pick him up? Cause clearly he has a resource. <laughs> She's like, you're not right. And I'm like, I'm totally right on this. <laughs> like it's 4:15 on a Friday. Like I'm not going to get very far with this. Right. So what ended up happening was I said, well, let's call the pharmacy that does deliver. That's not too far. They're like two blocks away and see if we can have him transferred. That's what ended up happening. And he got his meds and he was very happy. But I'm like, am I wrong in saying, have your drug dealer do it? No, that's what I mean. Like, you know, as much as I'm consider myself a social worker and a helper, and I also am not, right. I don't, I'm not an enabler though. Right. So that's where I had, so I agree. I mean, and it's just a basic philosophy. Like if you have figured out how to have a supply of your drug of choice delivered to your house, you can't figure out how to get some antibiotics, especially the antibiotics, you know, the pain medicine, well, if you do the cocaine, I mean, you'll, you're not going to be in pain, I guess. So, but yeah, so I feel like you have, if you've got enough life skills to figure out that problem, then yes, I agree. You should be able to figure out your other problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was funny. So this, the social workers never worked inpatient or anything. So I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like, this wasn't as hard as I was anticipating when you hit me up because like I've had harder calls from her where I'm like, are you serious? Like this right. is not going to work. But this was not as complicated, but I'm like, this is an everyday thing. Like oh, this yeah. happens more than a handful of times on each floor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh yeah daily oh my but, goodness so what should we do for next episode oh are we gonna have a guest maybe i have to reach out to somebody i think a guest could possibly work yeah i, I mean i'm flexible on our on our recording time so um so then we could do we could do another recap since it's our 10th 10th episode we could kind of recap the first nine or eight if you don't count our other guest and have her tell some stories about, um, you know, her other topics that we share. Um, mm -hmm. Or we can do, oh, we could do hiding drugs and smoking in the bathroom. Smoking in the boys' room. We could do pig valves. Mm. We could do, um, you put what up your butt? <laughs> hey, what about, we got to figure out that guy from TikTok that I think. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. I meant to mention it earlier. What's his name? What's his, I don't know, but we need him as a guest. It's amazing. I wonder, I... hold on. Let's, um, let's see. I'm going to see if I can get it to play. And if not, we'll just have to rewind. Ding. Hold on. Let's see if I can get the, um, find his TikTok here. We do spend a lot of time sending TikToks of our life back and forth to each other. 
So <laughs> probably. Oh, here we go. His name is Farmer Frankie on TikTok. Hold on, let's see. And he, so he has like a series of, um, is, he's a pharmacist, right? Yeah. I would assume with that name. Pharmacist, pharmacy tick. I'm not sure. I have to say I haven't stalked him because I just enjoyed watching a couple of videos. So luckily for him, we've not been stalking him. But so he he comes in with like the names that the patients call the medications that um, they're receiving and how they say it versus how it's supposed to be said. And they're hysterical. Let me see if I can find one that will actually... Uh, Something that maybe here we go. Let's see. Of how my patients pronounce drug names. Tonight we have a tenolol. My patient said antenorol. Back with another edition of how. Those crack me up every time. It's like Jeff. It's like the Jeff Foxworthy's redneck words, right? Like redneck dictionary. Same thing. Well, and I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, like. You know, like on, um, I guess any really social media, it kind of sees what you search and things like that. So things pop up on a random. So I don't know if TikTok is the same and I do not have my own TikTok, whatever. Although there were several dances I wanted to do during quarantine, <laughs> but it helps me pass the time sometimes. Yeah. And um, I feel like he pops up in my page a lot and there's like three other like healthcare workers that pop up um, pretty frequently. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so relatable. Yes, I agree. So we're going to have to start like putting our name out there. Let's see, how many followers does he have? Hope maybe he'll listen to our podcast. You never know. Maybe we'll have to tag him. We'll have to see if he has an Instagram because that's where we interact. Um, He's got 78,000 followers and we have 120. 120 really I thought we had more than that oh I don't know I thought that's what you said maybe maybe we have maybe we just have 120 I don't know I got really excited because you know we hit the triple digits and then it was like yeah so he he I think he must have done something that went viral or something let's see I wonder if he's on Instagram we're 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 live stalking on the air here see this is what we do this is our PI part of SW. See, look, by the time we have our next episode, we will know exactly who he is, where he came from. We will yeah. know his age, sex, location. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know today I did a Google search on someone and, like to try to find a family member of a patient and they, um, it came back. I don't even know what website it was. It wasn't a paid website. It came back and it told me the make and model of their car. It told me their annual income. Uh, It told me their net worth. Like it was some crazy information. Like I couldn't believe. uh, Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I looked up something one day and I was like, I can't believe this is on there. Yeah, there's like now people have party affiliations on there. You can find out who your neighbors, unless they. probably wave flags in front of their houses. <laughs> um, what was it that I Googled? Oh, the same social worker that calls me with the, the, the um, four o'clock SOS calls. She went to look up a physician and the physician's name, I, he spelt it like it sounded. 
And apparently it was a porn star name. And, and so when you look on the work, it, the work yeah, it it's got a porn star's name. She's like, I just want to let you know, I was looking up this doctor and apparently the last name is spelled a little different, but it's also a porn star in California. <laughs> she goes, I wasn't looking up porn on my work laptop. So, you know, like the, the number that you call if you're a mandated reporter, right? Yeah. So every state I'm assuming has a little different scenario, but there's a, usually a number that you have to call. And so if you miss that number by one number and you change one of the numbers, like by one digit, one digit up from where it was, um, it's a porn hotline <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, phone six hotline. <laughs> experience i have learned this from experience not from a friend nope nope definitely was in a rush one day and just dialed up that number or so i thought it was that number and in fact by the way is not it's not the number that you need to call to report suspected with, abuse or neglect with a doctor affiliate coming <laughs> oh, it was rough it was a rough uh, yeah so oh. Always check your numbers. That's the lesson of, of that one too. Yes, yes, because um, <laughs> Milton told me the building, and I used to work there too, and I don't remember dialing out like this, but you had to hit nine to dial out. Yep. You had to hit one, like if yep. you were dialing a 1-800 number. Yeah. Well, if you got distracted, you would dial nine, one, one. and then one. you're like, one, mm -hmm. and then suddenly you... <laughs> have emergency services in front of the building so they got penalized every time right because they were calling insurance companies and things like that so like they all have the 1-800 number so they had to disable oh. the one when you call out oh because people were calling 911 so much that makes sense okay they were built by the city wow wow yeah that makes sense though so you, I guess one false style, you'll get the cops and maybe hot firefighters. Yeah. Or a porn star. Yeah. See? Yeah. Definitely, definitely other things that they don't teach you in social work school that you can learn by listening to our podcast. Be very careful when you dial nine and then one and be careful when you call to report suspected abuse, neglect, or exploitation of an elder or child. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so maybe we'll have a guest next time. Maybe we'll have some talk about things you put up your butt. Maybe we'll have some talks about hiding um, illegal substances and smoking in the bathroom. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do we'll do a little bit of that. Well, some more fun stories about um, things that you would never believe if we didn't tell you that they happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tom, have anything to add? We didn't really get to use Tom today. No, how's your Tom, by the way? My Tom at my office gets used multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Like today when somebody documented that the patient's family member was Joe after we spent three days looking for him and um, looking for him under the name of um, Bill, but they documented that his name was actually Joe. So then when I called and we, they found him and I, I called and I called him Joe He's like, this isn't Joe, this is Bill.
Well, thank you for documenting like the complete wrong name. Like this whole time, I thought like the person we were looking for was the wrong person. And that's why, you know, when she found them that they had a different name. Oh, no, she just was apparently distracted. And yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Life. So, yes, Tom gets lots of exercise at my office. That's why I don't bring him home. Because if I brought him home I, and I forgot to bring him back, mm-mm. yeah. It would not go over well. Well, until next time, everyone, hopefully we uh, brought some laughter or maybe made you reminisce of a favorite patient or, you know, cat piss or, you know, yeah. some private investigating you've done in your lifetime, bed bugs. Now you're all itching. Lice. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, at least we're not going to be the only one scratching tonight. I, I, I feel a little bit better since we've now made our listeners clearly be all itchy because there's no way you cannot be itchy after listening to this especially if you've been around it and you know you're just like yeah yeah no fun all right well next until next time this is meredith and this is christina we had a great time yeah and tom says good night All right. Don't forget to check out our social media. And if you would like to be a guest or you have something to submit, please send us an email and all of our information is at the end of every episode. Thanks guys. Bye. You don't have to be a social worker or medical helping professional to enjoy this conversation. Anyone from any walk of life can tune in. Do you have a funny story about your work as a helping professional? Email us at socialworkerwinetime at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at socialworkerwinetime. The H is optional, like in our logo, because we might be drinking wine, but it's not optional in our email address and on our Instagram. Come and tell us your story. We may share your story on our next podcast. That's all for now. We're going to go dance it out like Meredith and Christina. Cheers. Cheers.